Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. Today is July the 1st, and it is the year 2019. And I am super, super excited because I have a really amazing guest here with me today. And her name is Daisy. Daisy is in one of my, my courses, in my mastery class. It's a year-long program. And it is for people who are absolutely committed to aligning with the truth of who they are. So as you know, Align with Lina is about how do we navigate this journey where we know that we are one with all that is. We know we're aligned to something greater because something greater that is, that is infinite has created us and powers us. So today's conversation is with Daisy specifically because she understands the difference between that voice of the eagle that when we align with that, we're out of alignment with the voice of our soul. We're going to talk about her journey and we're going to talk about some um, things that are uncomfortable for most people to talk about, which is how we navigate moving through a divorce, which Daisy actually is in the midst of right now. So everybody help me welcome Daisy. Daisy, thank you so much for being on this program and and helping the world gain some more awareness about how to do things differently because your story I know is going to touch a lot of people. So thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Lina. I'm excited to be sharing my story. So yes, well, um, let's just start with what what was it that prompted you to come to participate in my mastery class? Because I didn't know you before that. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, um, I heard you speak at Unity. Um, and I was so excited. I mean, I wanted to run downstairs to sign up for your class, for the mastery class, um, because it, I think you were saying, you know, do you want to find your joy? Do you want to find your happiness? And I was like, yes, sign me up. And at the time, I, I was, I, I wasn't feeling that um, alignment. And so I thought, um, I better sign up and get first on the. My ego was like, get first on the list. You want to get picked. Um, but then my inner voice was like, it'll be okay. You can walk down slowly. It'll be all right. <laughs> but I was very excited to um, to meet you. I just, I felt it in my body that it was the right thing and that I needed to meet you. And I knew that um, you were going to be one of my teachers. So Yeah, it, it's really amazing when we listen to that voice within and, and aligns us yeah. with that knowingness of the next perfect thing on our path. So I start with everybody by asking them, tell me about how did you know um, that there had to be another way other than the, what the world typically teaches us, indoctrinates us in, which is how we fall out of alignment with our true self. But all children are born in alignment. Every one of us, we enter into this human experience as a soul who has made a decision to have a physical experience. Mm -hmm. So there is an innate connection. We cannot not have that connection. However, we get conditioned into blocking that connection. So tell me about your childhood. Did you remember having that connection? Yeah, I've, yes, I remember having a connection since I was uh, a small child. Actually, Daisy, hold on a second. Yeah. See if maybe your hair might be scratching the speaker because oh. I'm hearing a, um, a brushing. So let's try that. Can you still hear me? See, let's let's try that. Oh, is that better? Yes, right there, it's a little bit better. But sometimes the brushing on the speaker creates a, uh, a oh, noise. Okay, so 
Is that better? Yeah, that sounds better. So go okay. ahead and sorry to interrupt you, but tell me what, what was it like when you were a child? Did you remember, do you have memories of being aligned with the voice of intuition? Um, I do. I do. I, I have several memories of um, being a child and being aligned with that voice. Um, just little hints of um, just knowingness and uh, being connected to nature and just feeling the, the joy of childhood, all of that. Um, I think middle school, late elementary school is when I started to feel unworthy um, and started listening to all those outside influences in my life. Um, and my mom was actually in a, um, a, uh, a accident. And so she broke her back when I was a child and she was paralyzed from the waist down. So that was a big moment in my life of, um, of just a change in perspective and, and life happening to feeling like life was happening to me. Um, so, yeah. Like you didn't have uh, the opportunity Control. to stay aligned or stay connected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of emotions were coming in. Um, and, uh, and so that, that, I think that was when I, I kind of started going into life running my life and yeah. or the world running my life and not me um, being aligned with myself anymore. That fun child childhood joy. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, high school was probably when I re so I wanted to make the point of, for me, I think there's three different parts of me and who I am. There's the, um, there's the quiet observer and the decision maker. There's uh, my higher self. And then there's also my ego voice. Mm -hmm. And so I have a choice. Um, my quiet observer has a choice to listen to my ego voice or I have the choice of listening to my higher self voice. And for me to tell the difference between the two is, is that my intuitive voice is usually a kind of a, a knowing or a quiet whisper. And then my ego voice is a lot of times uh, louder and more critical or more right, wrong kind of, I, or praising me, right? Yeah. Um, so I, over the last couple of years where I feel like now I've kind of gotten all lined up in my awakening, is that I know now that I have the choice to listen to the ego yeah. voice or my higher self voice and the knowingness. And, and that happened a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. yeah. So. And then there is a big distinction between those two voices that that ego voice and that higher self or soul self, spirit self, whatever people want to call it is perfectly okay. Um, but we do have to activate, we have to cultivate that observer, that witness that, as you call it, quiet observer, but that presence mm -hmm. that we are that can that can listen to the those two voices within us that can mm -hmm. sort out what is in alignment with our true self and what is out of alignment, what blocks the alignment. Um, it's crucial that we understand that. And the reason we have to understand that is because when we align with our higher purpose, really life is meant to be that joyful experience, that, yes. that fun, that ease, that happiness, because obviously in our mastery class, we, we are using the Course in Miracles as our primary teaching tool. And it states the Course in Miracles is really clear. Our purpose is happiness. So right. if we are not experiencing the purpose of our happiness, it's because we're listening to the voice that is blocking that happiness. So tell right. me, 
tell me when you were talking about, you know, your mom has her accident and you begin to, to feel like life is out of your control. It's happening to you. That's a time when we really begin to cultivate that ego voice where we yeah. get stuck inside of loops that are arguing with reality, arguing with what is. Tell me, what was it like for you during that time? What were some of the voices in your head, some of the beliefs that your ego was using to have you feel disconnected mm -hmm. from your authentic self? Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. I did. I did you hear what I said? If not, I'll repeat. Oh, sorry. No, I missed that. Yeah, oh, okay. go ahead. Please repeat. Okay. So I was saying that what were some of the beliefs that you heard your ego voice telling you that had you not aligned with your intuitive voice during that time after your mom's accident? What were some of those beliefs? Oh, unworthiness. You're, um, you're not as good as your uh, friends. Um, because your you, mom was in an accident? Be my well because my world was shaken so then i was um we had moved up uh to mountains where we had all a whole new set of circle we had moved prior to her accident so um, i was already making new friends and everything else like that but then when the accident happened my world shifted again so it's kind of two big shifts at once moving and then having my mom's accident at the same time um, and then that's when I just started listening to feeling like life um, controlled me and uh, I had no control over what was happening. And there was fear. I was scared and I didn't feel comfortable. Um, I just remember feeling like uh, unworthy, like my friends were better than me. My clothes weren't um, as good as the other kids. The other kids had a better life than me. Their mom wasn't hurt. And um, any of that kind of stuff that was back then. Yeah. Yeah. But that is what the ego does. We, we have no idea when it is happening. This is why everybody that moves down this path and begins to undo their egoic story, we have to have compassion for ourselves. We are children experiencing the world that we thought was supposed to keep us safe. And that's one of the tricks of the ego. It makes us outer focused. And as a child in your innocence and in your spiritual immaturity, your emotional immaturity, you are conditioned to believe that these outer people are supposed to keep you safe. And then your mom herself is not safe. That shakes our ability to trust that we are totally, completely taken care of because the spiritual journey is about, well, we are one with non-physicalness. What we are is pure consciousness. So here you are having an intuitive knowingness that you could align to a voice that guides you. But on the other hand, you're looking at the physical world. You're looking at cars that have been damaged. You're looking at bodies like your moms that have been uh, damaged. You're looking at the movement of houses. So the physical world takes on a very solid, Ooh, solid yes, form. Absolutely. And then that begins to shake. So you begin to do what the ego does. Well, there's got to be something wrong with me. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Everybody else's mom is okay, except for mine. Everybody gets to stay where they live, except for me. So that yeah. starts the story. Mm -hmm. That that started the, the um, feeling unstable, um, not unstable, unstable. <laughs> but, you know, my foundation was shifted. That because my, my very my my childhood was very secure and happy, um, and then that kind of was a big 
change in my life. So that kind of started more of that unworthiness kind of thought pattern that I carried through to, I still carry that and I'm working on that. And, but I have a recognition now of learning to let that go now, which I'm very grateful for. Mm -hmm. So, so before we get to where, where you are now, tell me when, when you were listening to the voice of the ego telling you that you were unworthy about how old, well, tell me how old were you when your, when your mom had her accident? I was 10. You were 10. Okay. Yeah. So from there on, you are carrying this sense of unworthiness. How did that affect you in school? What kind of a kid were you with that belief in your in, in your head? How were you showing up as a friend? How were you showing up in your family with that sense of unworthiness? Oh, oh, oh I became a people pleaser. I wanted okay. to be the good girl. I was the good girl. Um, I followed all the rules. Um, I didn't, I wanted to um, keep my parents happy and proud of me. And uh, I was the rule follower for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be loved, I was the rule follower. To be loved, I, I wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, there's only two ways that we can go. We become the, <coughs> excuse me, the people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Excuse me a sec. We become that people pleaser or we become the uh, rebellious one. Yeah. There's really only those two ways to go. Mm -hmm. So I too became a people pleaser because I was 10 years old when my parents got divorced. Okay. And at that moment, my life, I lost the foundation of my life. And boy, my ego went crazy, um, creating a, a, a major story that I wasn't good enough, that I was the mm -hmm. cause of the divorce. And by then, I could not hear guidance. It was impossible to hear guidance. So here you are, 10 years old. How, how, did, um, how did you begin to shift out of just listening to that voice and beginning to return into hearing that intuitive voice? Because... At some point, you had to hear that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be on this spiritual journey that you're on. Yeah. So I in high school, I was in a pretty bad car accident. Um, and that was the moment when I realized um, there's safety in that quiet little inner voice. Um, so I'll kind of explain what happened. Um, so what happened was I, I was... Uh, making a left-hand turn out of the high school parking lot, and I was hit by um, a, basically a Ford F-150 truck on the side of my, like, broadsided on a 66 Mustang. Thank goodness it was uh, a heavy metal car, um, or I, I, I think that would have been an exit point for me. Um, but at, I had realized after, I was conscious the whole time when the accident was happening. Should I go into detail about this? Or no? Sure. Okay. Share okay. Okay. You want to share. So um, I was conscious the whole time during the accident, and the voice had told me right before I. Hold on. Uh, we just hold on a second. We just froze. So say that again. The voice told so you. My inner voice, the quiet voice, said, "Make a right. Don't." make a left-hand turn. Then I heard my ego voice say, yes, you can make the left-hand turn, just go ahead. So I heard the two voices kind of battling each other and I decided to go with my ego voice. And so I made the turn and then of course I was in the accident. And um, and at that moment I heard someone scream, I heard someone screaming and I had popped out of my, I was above myself, I had popped out 
and I heard someone, a blood curdling scream from someone. And I thought, well, what's going on? Who, who's screaming? Um, and then I, um, then in the windshield and I did the night. The moment before going to sleep, these are kind of part of my intuitive things that I've learned that I've had since childhood, but um, I knew in that moment, I dreamt it the night before. Um, the night before, then I had remembered that right before going to sleep, I was making, it was like a hundred, you know, like those little motion picture movies where it's like over and over and over again, it was a left-hand yeah. turn. Um, and I think that was guidance kind of trying to give me the hint of don't do the left-hand turn, but I didn't realize it till after the accident, when I saw the crack in the windshield that, um, that, that I had uh, dreamt it the night before. And then I also didn't listen to that little voice, the quiet voice um, yeah. to make the right-hand turn instead. Um, so then I realized that that quiet voice is the one that will, will provide for my safety, will provide Always. for my highest good. Um, and so from that moment on, I decided that I should should listen to that <laughs> higher <laughs> self voice. And of course, over my adulthood, there are times where I didn't choose to listen to that higher voice. But now, again, it's just, it's, to, it's making choices. Um, but yeah, that was a moment where I realized, oh, okay, there's kind of two, there's, another voice inside my head, the intuitive voice that, that would guide me to safety. Yeah. Um, it was probably two years ago when I kind of put it all together of ego voice, intuitive voice, and the observer and deciding which one to listen to. Yeah, so that that's really, you know, an amazing um, experience. And so many people have those experiences where they, they have an intuitive knowingness. I know I had it throughout my whole life. I just didn't, like you, I didn't know that I, I was listening to two distinct voices, mm -hmm. that it was coming from two aspects of me. Right. And it wasn't until my journey started in my 40s, my spiritual journey in earnest, that I was able to read enough and attend enough classes and, um, and learn that I could sort out those voices into my ego and my soul, my spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, so here you make it through that, that accident. Clearly it was not your time to exit. So your soul was not prepared to leave the planet at that time. Um, and then bring us to, to, you said a couple of years ago, you began to realize that you had these two voices. So what, what, how do you begin to understand, um, how to, how to label those voices, if you will, so that you could tell that they were different and they were coming from a different place with different consequences. Um, I really, I really learned it. I uh, college. Um, I, I was kind of a spiritual seeker after that. I, you know, reading all different kinds of books, um, that kind of thing. Um, and, but kind of like I have a library full of all kinds of different books. Um, but I don't think I put it all together until a couple years ago. I started working for um, All World's Health um, and she's, uh, I still work here. I love it. Um, uh, Dr. Arlene DeHomko is amazing. If you're looking for an integrative physician, um, she's into transformative healing. Um, she mm -hmm. wants to help people heal from the inside. Um, so anyway, um, so, what was I going to say? Oh, she became one of my teachers. 
So she had kind of a little group together with some of her patients and I was invited to attend it. And she helped me to, to see the difference between ego and oh, Daisy. from anxiety actually in adulthood. Oh, yeah, sorry. no, 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 it's okay. The, the connection, um, I'm seeing that my internet here is a little bit uh, wonky. So, okay. so this, when you're working um, with the doctor at her office and you guys are in, in Roswell, Roswell Alpharetta area, Yes. In Metro awesome. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so she is beginning to to help you become self-aware of what those two voices are. Yes. And, and she is she calling right. it ego voice? Is she giving you that that distinction? Uh, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So how did that help you having been able to call it something, being able to label it? Um, it helped me because I realized that's when I really realized the quiet observer of I can choose because I used to have anxiety and um, an uncomfortable. I am I'm in people's emotions around me um, and my own emotions. And sometimes I would confuse my feeling other picking up on other people's feelings um, as my own. So um, I used to have anxiety. So what I learned from that conversation was that I could jump on the train of thought of anxiety and run yeah. with it. Or I could decide to stay off the train and just let it go by. And uh, that's what I learned um, from that. So I think that was huge for me. That was huge for me. That's huge for, for everybody because yeah. to know that we don't have to react to our emotions is huge. And it, yes. is, it is a necessary, um, almost one of the foundational steps on this journey because when we are reacting to our emotions, we are totally completely out of control. Yes. We are being oh. run by our emotions. We're being right. run by whatever is happening. We're really not present to, to what is. We're not making decisions. We are in a place of reacting. We're in pure survival. And, yes. and it is all it is ego all mode. total completely yes absolutely ego mode and it's very disempowering even though it feels like in the moment we feel strong and powerful because we're reacting or blaming or whatever it is that we're doing yeah. but it's actually very disempowering right so so you're you have this this wonderful opportunity because i believe that there's absolutely no coincidences so you yeah. you were not supposed to check out at that it, during that auto accident in high school and you were supposed to meet that that um work for that uh doctor who began to be your your first real teacher in earnest about what's right. going on with this spiritual awakening right. um what was your life like at that time tell me paint a picture of your married life your family life so married life i um st i was stay-at-home mom for 14 years um happily i uh, happily stay at home mom. Um, we, I was start so really I was starting to feel a little bit depressed. I, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling happy and I didn't understand why, because I had no reason to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. I had, um, great husband, great kids. Um, I was PTA, board secretary, you know, I was doing all of my volunteering. I had all of my friend groups. Um, but I felt this like inner sadness, a little bit of a lethargy. Um, and I felt I needed to do something more. I was guided to, I needed something more. Um, and I was getting a little bit depressed. Um, I was feeling a little bit depressed. So, um, that's when I, 
I'm thankful that I was listening to my voice and, and the sparkliness of my friend had said, I always, I had learned of the doctor here. Um, and I thought, oh, I just, I, I, I want to go, I would love to work for her. I just felt it in my body that, oh, that just would be awesome. And then I got the opportunity to cover for my friend for the summer shift. And, and then from there, you know, it was awesome. But anyway, um, I digress. I forgot what I was no, saying. No, no, but I want to, I want to highlight the, the clarity. Oh, of yes. We are always being guided. It's a matter yes. of, are we listening consistently? And, and typically what happens is we're not listening consistently. So you have this part of you that is wanting more and you're aware that, that there's just more to life um, that you would want to participate in. And of course it leads you to getting involved in, in finding this doctor, yeah. but also there's that voice that is causing the, the depression that is shutting you down. So those right. two things are happening in tandem. Right. And I had, so with the, um, the depression and the, the lethargy. So I, I started more of my spiritual seeking, like mm -hmm. watching online courses, reading more books, just trying to find me, um, focusing on myself. Um, and because I was a people pleaser, I was a people pleaser in my family. I was taking care of the kids. I was, you know, taking care of the house, um, you know, taking care of our family unit. Um, and then, um, and sacrificing my, in a way I was kind of sacrificing myself of what I really wanted. Um, it's hard to explain, but yeah. No, it's totally understand that it's so classic. And I, I went through that and, and I haven't met a single woman who hasn't gone through a version of that when we become totally focused. So we're having some and again, I, I can tell that it is my internet that it is oh, okay. acting up here. Um, but it is classic that so mm -hmm. many, so many people get lost inside of so many women, specifically women, stay at home moms yeah. get lost yeah. in, in their identity is all around the children and the kid's life and taking care of the home because it's part of the conditioning. If the husband goes out to, to earn the, the income to keep us safe, then we stay home and we take care of the kids and we provide a different kind of safety and, and take care of the house. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. all of the home needs and in a way as wonderful as that is it is we're we're multifaceted beings that that doesn't satisfy a lot of what we are it does satisfy our our mothering instincts and mm -hmm. and our our caretaker instincts but it leaves a piece of us unsatisfied and that's the piece of us that sends us on this journey of seeking um, because there's yeah. more to us than just be labeled <laughs> Um, right, right. Mm -hmm. So you start that spiritual awakening begins. You start reading spiritual books. Tell me, tell me what happens through that. And so, actually, hold on a quick second. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we've got a couple of viewers. Those of us who are watching right now, do you mind just typing for me if you can hear us okay? Because I'm having a little bit of internet issues and I want to make sure that the listeners, the viewers actually can hear what we're, what we're saying here. Um, but anyway, Stacy, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. So tell me about your spiritual journey, that that quest to discover more of the truth of who you are. So then that more spiritual seeking happened with the online courses, everything else, and then trying to focus more on Daisy, on me. Yeah. Well, then then things started to shift uh, in marriage and family life. And and then um, 
then that's when, you know, the separation happened. Um, and I think it just, it was life kind of saying, this is time for a new journey uh, for, for both of you. Um, he was feeling unhappy and, um, and I was, I was feeling unhappy too. So it kind of, it all kind of started on a new path. Wonderful. So I just got noticed that uh, Ella, thank you so much for letting us know that she can hear us perfectly. So that's great. Um, so yeah, so then you guys, um, something begins to stir. And this yeah. is so common in our spiritual journey, because mm -hmm. when we begin to connect with something greater, we begin to feel a restlessness. And oftentimes, the relationships that we're in are mm -hmm. going to be affected. Some of them will strengthen, some of them are going to fall apart. I know for me, the my marriage of 23 years when I started my spiritual journey, that marriage began to um, to to unravel. So yours mm -hmm. begins to yeah. unravel. Tell yeah. me, what do you believe were some of the things that were happening inside of you that were giving you information, that were giving you guidance that that you were connecting to, that was helping you realize that yeah, maybe divorce was the path for you at that time? Well, for me, really, I was, I was in a state of um, hiding. Um, my fear was that I, I was hiding behind my story uh, in the marriage. So, um, which I'm not proud of, but I was, I, I didn't feel, I wasn't courageous. I was, how do I explain it? Um, I wasn't being my authentic self. I wasn't being my true self. I was I was the people pleaser, mm -hmm. um, but then I was also the victim, um, the victim of you know I felt judgment, um, but it was me judging myself really. Um, but I felt like I was projecting all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So um, people watching this may not understand what all that that oh, means. So yeah. so let's let's talk about it like in in what is actually happening inside of you. So when we are projecting we're seeing things outside that that are really what's happening inside so what what were you seeing out there judgments um i was um i didn't recognize it till later but just feeling a victim yeah um so you were I, judging him you were saying about, in your mind okay I, yes i was judging him but also i felt judgment from him which may have not been true it could have been in my own mind yeah. um which i realize now um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that what was going on was I knew I was I knew I didn't want to face the reality of um, what the next story would be of breaking up. Um, I didn't want to break up. So, I wanted, he, so he's the one who initiated He Daisy. Yes. So he he initiates a divorce, and your your thought process is that you want to stay. You don't want to rock the boat. Right. You want to hide behind the the safety of the the routine or the role that you were playing. Yeah, I loved. I mean, I loved. Yeah, so loved my life. I yeah. didn't realize that there could be so much. The, but the joy, the joy wasn't there, and I always knew that that sparkle of joy wasn't there, and I wasn't necessarily being my authentic self, which was unfair to him um, and also to myself. 
Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. But what you're saying yeah. is really profound. And this is exactly what happens to us. You were you were loving the things that you were doing. You were loving the role. You were loving being a mom. You were enjoying all of that. Mm -hmm. And when when we are in in clarity that we do enjoy the role, but we are there's there's no joy inside of us. That's because we are not not listening to the voice of our true self. Mm -hmm. So our mm -hmm. ego will take anything that we are enjoying and will sabotage whatever is happening. Every every relationship that falls apart is because we begin to listen to the voice of the ego. We begin to listen to the voice of the I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm unworthy. Mm -hmm. So of mm -hmm. course marriage has to fall apart because you stop showing up as yourself. You yeah. are role that is yeah. satisfying but we leave the best part of ourselves out because we have lost touch with our yeah. true self mm -hmm. we become yeah. performers. that that's what the ego is is a mask that we put on mm -hmm. so so tell me he wants to get divorced and then i mean we, we can't stop people from wanting to to, to move on so yeah. at some point you you agree to the divorce and right. How did you begin to face what you didn't want to face? Oh, there was a lot of, um, I had to face it. Um, you know, the emotions of, of it all, the, and this is when I really started learning, feeling it was validating my unworthiness, right? I, I'm not worthy. My husband's leaving. Yeah. He's out he of the house. Yeah. He's gone. I'm unworthy right yeah. and uh, then it was more dark night of the soul kind of thing of really looking into my behaviors and learning about myself like okay how did I get here how did I get myself into this um, where I am in my life right now and um, and it was it's I, it was it's very he it, it is very healing it was very healing all these different realizations and some of it I was not proud of some of it I'm not proud of and um, how I showed up do you, mind, do you mind sharing some of those examples? Because for me, when I when it was clear to me that I wanted to leave my marriage, um, I too had to face things that I was not proud of. I had lied to my partner. Um, I had pretended that I really was more interested than I was. Um, I, I I was not being authentic myself, and that that was very shameful. That was really. Um, something that I had to face because the things that I believed my part, my husband at the time, um, and I, I went on to marry later on and that ended up in divorce as well. So I had within a period of 10 years, two divorces. So it, it, it was very, very clear. The second one, how I was pretending to, through the people pleasing through saying yeah. what they wanted to say here. Yeah. Uh, just to try and salvage something that my ego didn't want to let go of that way that felt secure. And I was feeling the shame of one part of me wanted the freedom of, of completing the relationship. I knew something was guiding me to move through those divorces, but then my ego mind was, was creating all kinds of um, havoc with what was going on because I wasn't very well practiced at listening to those two voices during my first marriage. And yes, there was a lot of judgment pointed at, at my husband then, as opposed to taking responsibility for how I was not showing up fully in that marriage. Right. And it, it's mainly the, the not showing up fully. 
Um, he would say things to me like, um, which was, which was hurtful to me. He'd say, um, you're, you're not this, you're not the same person that I fell in love with or, um, uh, you tricked me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean a trick? But to me, I was like, cause when I met him, I was very confident. Um, I was, I was self-confident, uh, I, I was loving myself at the time mm -hmm. and um, and that's who he fell in love with. And I kind of, that person, she kind of, she got hidden into the people pleasing victim role over the years. And I have shame for letting, allowing that to happen. Yeah. I wanted to, um, and so really I wasn't my authentic self. I wasn't showing up for him. Well, uh, you weren't showing up myself. for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. And that's, you know, for either our, of us. And it felt out of balance. Yeah. yeah. And our partners are right. When they tell us that we're not showing up, um, there is, there's definitely always some truth to that. And mm -hmm, we have mm -hmm. to look at that. See, this is why we're waking up. This is why we have to do the work that we're doing of utilizing every relationship that is, that mm -hmm. is going to turmoil because it is a mirror to how we're showing up and oftentimes those partners are telling us the truth of how we're showing up i absolutely know without a doubt that anything that somebody sees in us is not only about them but there is always truth in it about us and understanding, especially as a coach for the last 14, 15 years, understanding how to use those comments to look within is so powerful, absolutely powerful. So here you are taking what he's saying. What are you discovering yeah. about yourself? Because it's your it's your doorway into remembering who you are. Um, I don't know if you heard what I just said. I missed the question because it froze for a second. So I okay. missed your. Yeah. So when we begin to look at what our partners think about us, if yeah. we take it inside, if we become honest, which is very uncomfortable to do, yeah. mm -hmm. if you become honest and say, where is this true about me? Is it possible yeah. that there's some truth about here? It is a doorway back to our authentic self. It is yeah. a doorway back to our alignment with our true higher self, soul self. Right. And I realized, I realized I was playing a role of victim. You know, I was um, feeling like he was judging me uh, for different things. Um, and who knows, it could a lot of it, some of, I mean, some of it was probably in my mind, some of it wasn't, you know, but it, he, I was being validated. I was living the role of victim and 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 he was helping me with my unworthiness. Um, and the whole di uh, separation divorce shifted me out of that to where I had to look at myself. I had to look at myself and realize, oh, um, self, maybe I was a plain victim. Um, yeah. And um, maybe I wasn't, uh, I wasn't loving myself to where he could feel love from me, um, if you know what I mean. So totally, totally, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. always that nobody falls out of love. We only we only step into fear. 
There, there right. is no such thing as falling out of love because love is what we are. That's what we're waking up to. And right. if we would have been our, our authentic, loving, happy self all along, oh, our relationships yeah. don't fall apart. There's <laughs> yeah, no need right. for that. Right. Right. But then these, I mean, I have faith and trust that these were lessons. He's helped me learn so many lessons. I mean, I, I mean, I'm like, I was in elementary school and now I'm in graduate school <laughs> from what I've learned over the last, you know, year or so um, about myself. Um, it's, it's amazing. So. Share, share some of those learnings. Because I know for me, I had many, many learnings. Um, one of them that was so key was that I had bought into a story about uh, roles that husband and wife play. Because mm -hmm. I began to understand that I was expecting him to play a certain role. And when he didn't feel like playing that role, his soul didn't feel like playing a role. Um, then I was judging that he wasn't doing this and he should have been this kind of a provider and he should have been this kind of a husband and he should have been blah, 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 blah. It took me back to the Disney movie um, time frame where I literally had bought into the story of being this damsel in distress, this little princess that should have been taken care of in a certain way. And he wasn't doing that. So I had to look at how I wasn't seeing my partner. I was seeing a an idea in my mind projected on my partner that kept me from being my true self. Because when my ego was telling me he's not being that, I let myself not be who I was because I went into not only people pleasing is what happens, but, but people um, manipulating is what the mm -hmm. ego does. Mm -hmm. um, I think the main thing for me was just commute, not communicating. I, I did lose my voice um, mm -hmm. because I was hiding. Yeah. Um, so I, I started to, um, I thought I, I started to have more of a voice. Um, and uh, our communication wasn't so good. So um, I think that was part of um, the failure of our marriage. So. Well, it, it, it has to, because when we're not being authentic, we cannot speak authentically. When we're not being authentic, we say mean things. It's all about survival. Mm -hmm. So, and it's all about, it's your fault. And yes, we will have that victim-y voice inside and, and some people will go the clingy route. Um, so we do have a conversation going on that is ego based and is strictly fear based and it has one objective and it is to sabotage love. But what were some of the things that you were discovering about yourself? Some of these patterns that you were becoming aware of that was time for you to let them go. I don't know if I necessarily realized it until after he moved out was the dark night of the soul for me because I was in righteous, you know, but I was like, oh, how could he do this? Yeah. That is our little family that we created, um, that safety of the, the family unit and, um, and all of that. So I was in blame mode, um, victimhood mode for a long time. Um, and then I, I, yeah. And then I, I mean, I listened journey is I did know to listen to the quiet when I pain I I was listening to that comforting voice um, to to um, help me understand the reasons 
why, you know, and, and it could have been just little, little podcast, I'd hear a podcast or, or read an article, and I'd get those little hint hits of, oh, okay, uh, something maybe about victimhood, or something about unworthiness, or oh, and then I'm like, I had resonance of, oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, I, I felt unworthy. Oh, yeah, you know, I blamed. Um, so, yeah, so that, that kind of happened. Um, so I, I don't, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many layers, so many things that, that we get to look at and, and all of it brings us back to the place of what is it that we're believing about ourselves and others? Because is, is that whole belief system that the ego operates from? It is mm -hmm. a judgmental belief system of how things should be for me to be okay. Is this right? Is this happening the way it should for me to be okay? Is, is this wrong? Then I can't feel okay. So it does. Um, it, to watch it and observe our thinking is, is the work of mastery. Because if we are not yeah. present, to what the ego is saying, uh, whether it's saying it quietly or saying it loudly, we don't really understand that our whole life is, is nothing more than a pretense when our ego is running the show. And the, the true authentic mm -hmm. aspect of who we are cannot show up the loving, joyful, happy self that we innately are. The part of us that's mm -hmm. awakening. The one that you mm -hmm. were aligned with when you were a little girl, that voice that let you know mm -hmm. that everything was okay because what you are is pure consciousness mm -hmm. that guided you, that was trying to, through your dreams, let you know about that accident. There's a voice that's always loving and supporting mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. If Absolutely. we don't listen to that voice, we are going to listen to the voice of the ego. And it has to create all of the things that are unlike love for right. us to be able to make that choice again little by little with more consciousness but share where where would you say you are now with a divorce have you gotten to the place where you well i know you have you've surrendered to the process it is what's happening right. um how are you dealing with it from that perspective and and your your awareness so in the beginning of of all of the the shift and change you know that my life was you know, the rug was pulled out from under me of how I felt. Um, I started to look at myself, of course. Um, but then I did, and and the pain was sharp. It was jagged. Um, the ego, listening to the ego and, and feeling, that was suffering. Um, it was suffering. I think a lot of us feel that, uh, have felt that way in different things that have happened doesn't have to be divorced. It can be anything. Oh um, yeah. Uh, and, and, um, when our ego story is being exposed, there is always suffering. Yeah. Um, but for me now today, I could say that, um, the edge I've, I've learned the edges are smoother now. Um, it's not as jagged. There's the pain is, um, I think the pain will be, I'm, the pain will be there for a little while. Um, I, that's just normal. That's life. That's being human. Um, but I can, I feel that it, I can handle it now. I can, um, I can digest it now. I can, I can feel it and be comfortable with it now. Whereas before it was very uncomfortable to where I didn't even want to look at it. Um, yeah. but now I can, now I can look at it, feel it, digest it 
and and see the lessons in it, see the lessons of what's going on with it um, in a gentle is the self, but also the compassion and then to, to be compassionate and gentle with myself. When Absolutely. I do start having those egoic thoughts of those unworthy thoughts of those self-criticizing um, shame, guilt thoughts, um, now I can shift it into forgiveness, forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of him, compassion towards myself, compassion towards him, realizing that we're both on this life journey there's a reason everything, I believe everything happens for a reason. Um, we're teachers for each other. Um, we're, we're meant to take different paths right now. We're still parents to two amazing kids. He's an amazing dad. I'm an amazing mom. <laughs> and um, we have, we still, you know, have our moments. I see ego plays a part still. I mean, we're still in, you know, um, going through this whole process. We're not fully divorced yet. We're still doing all the negotiating, all that stuff, which ego can play a part in that because there's fear Absolutely. involved and financial security and all of that. Yeah. Um, but I can also feel peace and calm when I'm aligned with the, aligned with my true self to be in a peaceful place and a calm place versus the out of control and, and suffering. So I can choose my thoughts. I can choose to jump on the suffering train, or mm -hmm. I can choose to look at it differently, shift my perspective, um, look for the love in the situation, and and um, it's not easy. It's in theory, in theory, it's easy, but in being a, in this life, sometimes it's not easy because sometimes you want to jump on that ego suffering train, you know. Oh, yeah, but the and, process uh, is simple, and and that's one of the things that I love to highlight in, in this program is that the process is really simple. We have two voices. One yeah. speaks of fear, and we're not good enough, and I'm not safe right. unless something external saves me. And the other voice speaks of love, speaks of our peace, speaks of our, our worthiness and our wholeness. And we are safe yes. because we exist in the mind of the creator. So the process is really simple. We're sorting yeah. out voices. Yes. Now, yes. the experiences yeah. are not easy because when you think the voice that speaks of fear and tells you that you're not good enough and you're unworthy, because we hear that voice for years and decades yeah. for, and we've been hearing it for lifetimes, um, that voice sounds like it's who we really are. So what we are experiencing as discomfort is, is having to face that who we think we are is really not who we are. And it mm -hmm. feels like a death. It feels like a, right, right. Like it's there's a, a dissolving. It's a grief. Ab oh. Absolutely. We're grieving who we thought we were. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me how, how are you, how are things, um, with your children? Because I know when I went through my divorce, my relationship with my children was also shifting. They were having to find their own sense of, of safety and security in them, within themselves. They were having to, to listen to their own intuitive voice and align with that 
and not let what mom and dad were doing affect them. So I used our divorce to help my children align with their own truth, um, which is obviously something that as a child, I thought my parent divorcing was because of me. So I wanted to be very conscious about helping my children know that, that the divorce was not because of them. It's because mom and dad were making decisions about mom and dad. How are you working this with your children? My my kids are so wise. <laughs> They're so amazing. I mean, Jace, both of us are, uh, I, they're so mature for their age. They're um, 15 and 17. And my son will say things to me um, that I'm like, oh, you're, are you the parent? Or I'm, <laughs> yeah. So they're both, they're, it's, it's actually been a very healthy thing for our family because everybody's starting to have a voice now. Um, my kids are having a voice with uh, my ex and me to where when they're uncomfortable with something, they're letting us know now. Yeah. Um, whereas when we were in the family unit household, um, we all didn't necessarily, we kind of were playing this role of, um, we all didn't speak our truth. Yeah. It, um, and that goes to the point of projection when your husband said that you had uh, betrayed him because you you were not being who he originally married. But the thing is that he had to have done the same thing because if you were your authentic self when you met and he was his authentic self and that's what drew you together, then over time, both of you were shifting. Right. right. But the ego doesn't let us see that we are the ones changing. The ego only lets us keep track of what the other one is doing. And it's it's keeping evidence. Yeah. So here, <laughs> through this, this unraveling of this pretense, now everybody yeah. gets to find their voice because oh, th that is what happens. Yeah. I mean, everybody is um, free to be our authentic selves now. Um, which is amazing. And and at first there was resistance for the, the kids to be because it was uncomfortable for the kids to call call me out on my my stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so but it's very healthy and I'm very. They're comfortable, you know, calling me out on on certain things and speaking their truth because then they're being there at the self and I and at a young age I want them to find solidity in that to where they can carry that through into adulthood making decisions um, and all of that so absolutely they're, they're doing they're actually doing really well with all of this um, so I'm very proud of them yeah yeah, because we grew up and you and I grew up in an era where, mm -hmm. yeah, we couldn't tell our, our parents that they were not being their authentic self. We couldn't say, hey, you're acting <laughs> from your ego. You're operating from fear. We, we didn't have that language and we didn't really understand that. But my children did the same thing. And especially my youngest uh, child, he was very, very clear. Mom, you're coming from your ego. You're, you're yeah. in judgment. You're, you're not being authentic. You're not being in alignment. And, um, that helped me tremendously because through that divorce with their dad, I was realizing that I had those two sides. So mm -hmm. the, this journey, you know, awareness is you have two sides, but to be awake is to pick the one that is your authentic self. Yeah. That alignment with source is what's key. Yeah. And one point I want to make too, Lina, which um, you make in spiritual mastery class quite often is pay attention to how you feel in your body. You know, for me, I've, because I, I pick up on all that. But um, now I really... Hold, Daisy, hold on a second. This this connection is 
is just got interrupted. So, and you're making a really good point. I'm trying to. Stacy, our connection. I'm got, trying to choose. Oh. No, I was saying our connection got a little wonky, and you were saying about um, making that decision about uh, understanding what you feel. So, say that yes. again, please. Yes, yes, yes. So. I know to listen to what my body is telling me. Um, my body will tell me if I'm in alignment or not with, with love versus fearful thoughts because I will feel it. I'll feel pain in my head. I'll feel pain in my stomach, you know? And so then I'm like, okay, let's, let's try to shift out of this because I don't like feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I want to feel peaceful, calm, happy. And I want to, so it's kind of, it's A Course in Miracles too is training mm -hmm your mind to try to stay more in those moments of alignment. And I have the power to choose loving thought or a fearful thought. And that's what all of this is, is helping me. So, yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to why this is simple because once you pay attention to the thoughts and you understand where they're coming from, the thoughts that are, that are loving, you always feel good. You're at peace and at ease because you're in alignment. We're vibrational beings. We are in alignment and it feels good. Right. And of course, when we're in our ego, we're out of alignment, which our thoughts are, are very much about unease and which is what causes dis-ease and, and yeah. it feels uncomfortable, um, right. tight and tense. So big, big right. difference. Right. Well, listen, we're, we're here to the, the end of our interview and I want oh. you to share a little bit about, you know, this has inspired you to help other people and it has made you want to become a coach. So yeah, a little bit about what, what your coaching is about. And then we'll, I'm going to put your email up here. Um, Daisy at old worlds, um, health.com is a way yeah. that people can reach you, but yes. tell, say a little bit about what is it that you're trying to help people with and what your coaching is about. So I really want to, um, I kind of want to create some, uh, it took me all this time to realize that there are three different voices or there's the observer, the ego voice and my higher self voice. So I want to teach people to listen to the, the higher self voice to connect with that. Um, but also, and to recognize ego voice and to realize you have a choice. You can decide which voice you want to, um, to follow. But also I want to teach people how to connect to their life essence, the, the beauty of who they are, how amazing they are, how wonderful they are. Um, yeah. like when people, my example is when people, um, look at a flower and see the beauty of that flower they're seeing the beauty of themselves when they're looking at that flower. And I want them to recognize that. I want to teach people that, that you are worthy, that you are amazing and beautiful. And, um, and that's kind of where I coach. Um, I want people to connect to the beauty and, and the essence and the love of life um, and the connection to source and oneness. And um, so that's kind of my, my new path. Yeah. And that's why you call it life essence coaching, because it is about aligning with the essence of who we are, which is the life force yeah. of who we are. And Tracy, I'm so glad that you thought that this interview was awesome and you loved it. I, I love it when we can share information that helps people because that is what we're here to do. This whole journey, I go through it and I help others. You go through it and you help yeah. others. And, and it is a journey about remembering that when we were little, we were aligned with our authentic voice. As Daisy said, she felt that she knew it. And, and, and when she listened to that, there is a sense of, of peace and joy about us. But yeah. we all get trained out of it. We have to be gentle with ourselves. We all yeah. 
trained and conditioned, domesticated, how it program, it doesn't matter how you call it. We all get trained to listen to that our safety comes. It starts with our mother, our father. Then it's the teacher, the preacher, the media, the government. We yeah. all begin to look outside for safety. And of course, everything outside of us is, is a moving part. It is going to change. It is going to shift. It is going, there's going to be divorces and accidents and, and death. And we have just aligned ourselves with something that moves. So when it moves, it's going to yank us. Yeah. And this journey about awakening is finding our center, coming back yeah. inside. And that place is where we're going to find God, source, creator, whatever you want to call it. So, Daisy, what yeah. when you align with higher self, what is higher self to you? Let's let's complete with that. What is it that you're aligning with? So to me, higher self is I'm aligning to the divine inside of me. Um, to so Daisy, another another little internet glitch. Tell me. Yeah. Say that again, please. Um, repeat that. Okay, okay. So I um I believe that um we're all one. Um it's uh God um my essence is the most that's who God most wants me to be is my authentic self. That's who I was born to be. So that's what I uh, I keep wanting to kind of keep um, growing and learning my lessons to connect more and more to that love and to that oneness um, of um, love of who I am and how I can help others connect to that love and oneness inside themselves. Yes, because that is that is what we're aligning to. Because when we align to the truth of who we are, who is there to be our our enemy? Who is there to be other than who we are? Who would we not want to be kind and gentle and loving toward? And these these divorces are wonderful opportunities for us to see what we've done, how we do it to others, because it's always a reflection of who we show up as. And um, I oh sorry, I was no, going to go say ahead. I am so grateful to be going through this divorce at a time that I am awake because it is such a comfort to me to where I can have the realization. If I was full on ego and some women have had to go through divorces where you're only in ego and you can't see the difference in the voices, um, I'm grateful for the comfort and the peace and the calmness that I can get from listening to um, making other choices. So I'm grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and on that note, I want to complete our interview by thanking you. Uh, Daisy, so wonderful. And people definitely uh, connect with her via Facebook. I know she would love to connect with anybody who's interested in continuing this conversation. But on that note, we do have a choice. We can align to a voice that allows us to be grounded. Um, and it takes mm -hmm. practice. It takes courage. It takes willingness. It takes yeah. surrendering yes. to something that is not what we've been taught to. But also, more importantly, it takes a willingness to be wrong about what you thought was the right way of doing things. Right. Because we have all been um, conditioned to believe in things that are not accurate. And we don't understand that until we get to the place that we are truly willing to question our thoughts. Because until we ask ourselves, why, why is this scaring me? Why am I afraid? We're not going to get the answers to how the ego is programmed. And I want to thank everybody who is watching and 
let's see, Tracy just gave us a message. By the way, I just ran into someone who raved about her experience um, at All Worlds Healing. It helped her young daughter so much. So that's wonderful that Tracy's a chiropractor. So the place oh, yeah. that you that you work at, um, yeah. she's familiar with. So great. Yeah. Stacey, thank you so much for sharing your, your experience and being vulnerable and transparent. And from this, thank you. I am certain um the essence of all that is we'll take it and let those who are supposed to hear it hear it so yeah thank you for being here so with much. you i'll see you thank in class you, tonight okay thank you. bye thank you bye-bye <laughs> bye